I really wanted to pick it up. Oh, Joe said no. No. It was a kit. Oh, it was a oh, Okay, I changed my mind. You should have picked it up. Okay. But they, um, yeah, I once went to go pet a feral cat and it scratched me. Yeah, you don't pet feral cats. <laughs> yeah, but I wanted to. I like them. I am sure this is number 20 because last week we did episode 19. Yeah, I forget every week. <laughs> I can't believe I that. Yeah, I can't believe it's been... It's been over 20 weeks since yeah. we started this. So we've had a couple of weeks where we've had a bit of time, time off. off. We, I mean, we had two weeks off. like Yeah, three weeks off in the end, actually. Yes, oh my God, yes, we were so busy. Holy shit. Crazy. Oh my God. This morning. Uh, I just have to say, I don't know yeah. how many times I have applied for a US visa, but every single time I'm just like so stressed about it and it's just so difficult and I'm like, ah. The website just doesn't change. I, oh. I honestly stand by that. That website probably hasn't been updated since the year 2002. Yeah. Like it's feral. Why is it? Speaking so- of feral cats. Yeah, speaking of feral cats. <laughs> why is it so bad? I, I don't know. Like, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Immigration, man. Yeah, immigration is stressful. Yeah. Do you random thought I had this morning? So... You know how they, you, more and more, you go through like a digital passport yeah. check. And so obviously you don't get a stamp in your passport when yeah. you do that. And when I went to Texas recently, even though I went through like the physical one and a human being checked it, they yeah. didn't stamp my passport. No. And a lady in front of me asked and was like, oh, you're not going to stamp it. And they were like, no, we don't do that anymore. Yeah. I wonder if our passports will change. Because if we don't get stamps, we don't need all those flipping pages. So I wonder if at some point our passports will just become like... They are thinner, the new ones. Um, like way thinner. They'll just become like almost like the photo card, basically. Yeah. Or if it'll turn completely digital and will Just put your fingerprint in and... Yeah. Boop. Yeah. Oh, I would hate that. Yeah, same. Um, makes me kind of sad. I miss having stamps in my passport. I like looking yeah. through them and being like, oh, I went here and I went here. Yeah. Um, they haven't done that for ages, though. Like, I've got stamps, I think, like the older countries, I've not older countries, but less developed countries I've mm. been to. But since I was 16, 17, they haven't been stamping passports. Oh, I have a stamp. But certain yes. countries will. Uh, I have a stamp from LA, weirdly. Oh. Yeah, from 2020. 20? 2020. I have a stamp from Atlanta huh. uh, in 2018. I don't have any US stamps. Um, I have a stamp from New Zealand in 2020. Huh. Yeah, weird. Because I, I think, I don't know if it was just before they introduced the... Yeah. I can't believe you don't have any US stamps, though. No, you... I mean, I've got all my visas... Yeah, stamped. Yeah. But I've been in without, like, on Esters as well. No US stamps. I've got an Indonesian, Thai, like Malaysian, mm. those kind of countries. Would Singapore ever stamp your passport? I'm trying to remember. I don't think they did. Was no, it? they did because when I actually, that's a lie. They did when I went back in and when I didn't have a visa anymore. Mm. Yes. They stamped it. Was your visa that you had, was that a like digital visa, basically, the one that you were on? You yeah. You didn't have to have anything, you didn't actually have anything no. physically in your passport? Yeah, it was all fingerprints. Exciting. I, from memory, fingerprints. You still had to go through mm. the line. Yeah. You couldn't go through the PR and citizens line, but 
whatever. Whatever. It took me too long. Singapore, they're just like efficient. Yeah. I was going to say, it feels like very efficient. Birds, can you not? Um, so we've had a bit of a temporary move of studio. Yeah. Well, um, we've set up our, because we kind of wanted a spare bedroom because we haven't had one for a while. Mm. And people are avoiding coming and staying with us. <laughs> Mandy and Richard. <laughs> um, no, so we've bought, we've purchased a new bed frame. So we thought, fuck it, we had a king bed mattress. So we chucked that in the spare bedroom. Um, and now we are just, we have big plans for the little study. So I don't know. We're, we're tossing up between a temporary fix and a um, and just getting it done. Um, and when I say we, Joe is, because yeah. he'll be doing <laughs> I won't be here. Um, but the problem is the desk that we've got isn't, like, like it's, it's amazing, but it's you take it apart and then putting it back together is like it's mission. a very it's a very solid yeah wooden desk do you know where that came from no the transport the land and transport authority office in sheffield from like the oh, late wow. 80s or something that's so cool there you go my god that's isn't that wild that it's traveled yeah. all this way all this way to paraparobu and um, <sighs> hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm not sleeping much. No. Yeah. yeah really rough night sleep last night. Yeah. That sounds a bit. But the good news is I can now name all 50 states oh, in under four minutes. Oh, my Christ. So, um, yeah, if anyone can beat that, just holler. I think I'm happy for a little competition because I struggle to spell Massachusetts. <laughs> yeah, Massachusetts is not an easy... And it's it's like Massachusetts. To sets or something. Yeah. Like there's I think an there's, S and I feel like there's a thing that they teach American school kids. Yeah. That is like a spelling like thing. Maybe it's not for Massachusetts. It's but there's definitely like yeah. little things that you can remember for the I, spelling of the states. That um girl Soph that used to, I used to teach that used to live there, she said it's so cute. She'd always come up to me and be like, From Boston, Massachusetts, it's it's and I'd be like, Oh <laughs> stop it. So cute. But yes, I can spell Mississippi. Winning. Yes, maybe it's, Missi- maybe it's Mississippi I'm yeah. thinking of that has the little like spelling it's thing. The little double thing. Yeah. But yeah, I'm getting better. That's good. Just like to say. Haven't tried this morning, but I'm last night. Make a small suggestion that we don't continue to sacrifice sleep over mm, the naming no, of the state. I couldn't sleep, so that's what I was doing. Okay. Mm. Okay. And I put my phone in night mode. <laughs> so that helps. <laughs> that helps. Duh. <laughs> And then I was pressing shuffle because it's on like this little random quiz generator and I was oh. doing all these random quizzes. I was like, oh, whoa. God. Oh, <laughs> my, my, ge- God. my geography quizzes. My God, I'm so terrible at geography. It's not funny. I love it. I had to press um, in Europe, you have to press like the, they take out all the borders and things and you have ah. to press the country. I was doing that too. That was fun. How did you go on that? Mm, all right. Not as good as not as good as naming all your US states. Well, I had to do that in the states too, and uh, that was a bit better. Okay, I just struggle with spatial awareness. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, otherwise, a week has been still ticking along. Um, they finally changed my job title at work, which Bye. is an interesting discussion to be had. Yeah. Um, and what else? Going to a wedding this weekend, which I'm very much looking forward yeah, to. Yeah, exciting. I look up to this person like a big sister, so. 
Yeah, I think we really, I think it's yeah. really, really, really special that you're going to be there to see her get married. Yeah. What's happening? Everyone's getting married and having babies. And, ah! I know. I, I was thinking I've got how many are oh, only this wedding and then Michaela's. And then Al's, yeah. But I know, like, three other people getting married in between Michaela and I. Okay. Which is crazy. Yeah, isn't Michaela getting married in December? Yeah. <laughs> mm. Oh, my God. Hectic. Hectic times. Hectic. Anyway, how we're are you all, doing? We're all child brides, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear Lord. <laughs> um, well, I'm a, I would be a child, child bride. Child bride, yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> as a young... Ten years old. As a young spring chicken, though. <laughs> 26 anyway um yes i'm good thank you yeah no i'm good uh busy but really good week at work it's been i was saying it's it's been the first time in a very long time that i have a job that i feel really fulfilled in Mm. and i'm actually learning and it genuinely challenges me and like there are times when i get a bit nervous yeah I'm like, oh god this is like this is something new and whereas previously I've definitely had times where it's been a challenge because you know there's been so much on but it's not been a challenge in terms of actually challenging my abilities it's just yeah. more been there's not been enough time in the day to do stuff yeah um so yeah it's really nice to find this That's role really that, good. yeah actually is a feels like the next step in learning loads and it's yeah. yeah it's been fantastic now it's been it's been really good and you know got to meet some great clients and been part of some really interesting discussions and so yeah no it's good no, it's That's good exciting yeah i'm looking forward to like settling into it a bit more because it's kind of felt, it has felt quite a bit like a whirlwind and yeah. um, you know i've not had sort of like a lot of time to do other stuff and it's brain capacity wise it's like Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. So I'm looking forward to having a bit of a reset weekend because I've got the house to myself. So go and do some other stuff and some cleaning and just like yeah, enjoy the reset. Um, because nice. thank God they're going away. I'm joking. I'm obviously <laughs> joking. <laughs> yeah, thank God we're going away. Um. But yeah, no, it's good. No, it's good. Yeah. Oh my god, though, I text my stepmom yesterday mm. to ask her how the carve how the carving is going. Yeah. And she was like, yes, good. We had one of the cows jump over a fence or try to jump over a fence and basically impale herself on a fence post. So my dad had to go and put her out of her misery, which apparently was very traumatic. And it with was just, baby. I don't know if she was with baby, but Aww. yeah, it's very sad. Aww. But there's only six, six calves left to go. Nice. And then the calving season is done. It's wild. It goes wow. so fast. Apparently they came through real thick and fast last week. Yeah. Um, That's good. Yeah, it's good. You want it all in one if you're a farmer. Wee, wee, wee. So yeah, it's good. Yay. Yeah, it's good. Um, should we get into it? Yeah. So. An interesting one. An interesting one. Based a little bit off what you said earlier. Not yeah. Not reference to what you said earlier, but based off what you said earlier. <laughs> so talking about. Wait, like, huh? <laughs> What? <laughs> what did I say? So talking about expectation versus reality, <laughs> something that happens obviously both in life, but also in the workplace. Yeah. And I'm going to kind of prominently focus on the workplace bit, but also yeah. weave a little bit in life. It's all chaos. You know the drill, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I already know the answer to this, obviously. But have you ever had a big expectation versus reality 
situation in the workplace, for example, like where they've tried to, you know, they obviously, when you go to an interview, they obviously sell the job to you as well. It's not just you selling yourself. They sell the job to you. Yeah. But, you know, you have people overselling things in interviews. You have talk of promotions that never happen. Mm -hmm. You have, you know, all these grand plans that people have. Have you experienced that? (laughs) (laughs) What a wonderful question. (laughs) I'm trying to remember what we were specifically talking about the other day. Is this when I got Mm. everything through Mm -hmm. and I sent you a message and I was like, this is what the fuck? Yeah. Yes, it is. (laughs) Sorry if you're listening, you're from work. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think it's hard. I don't know what like you can and can't say especially when you're like working for someone I'm pretty open like I'm my employers know how Mm. I feel when I feel it like I'm very much like this is wrong or this is like not quite right I'm not happy with this or like they know where my head's at most of the time like I'm not all like ah it's fine and I'm like it's not fucking fine that's something I really (laughs) admire about you is your ability to just be like actually no I'm not standing for this yeah uh yeah it's something I yeah, yeah, do really genuinely admire about you. The only problem is when you get like period emotional about it. Yeah, and then you end up crying in front of your CEO, and he's standing there like, "You good?" And I'm like, "Have you ever?" There's nothing wrong with crying. No, nothing wrong. We just it was just the funniest experience looking back on it. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I think like even coming into this role, like I've mentioned before, I had struggles where they kind of I remember my old manager had said um like I can't quote unquote it but he basically said uh I we don't know what your experience is so you need to stay within these boundaries Mm. and I was kind of like well I can tell you I can show you but you need to let me Mm. and he was like no 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 like he really wanted to put me in a little box and I was like oh he was quite a questionable person yeah definitely um so I think even with my role now and my role title now, it's come through, like it's been clarified, but it's taken a while and then everyone's kind of saying you've, you're, this is your job, but then it's just a bit higgledy-piggledy. It's not quite what it was sold to you as. Yeah. Right? And like you've had, and have you had previous experience with that where you've gone into something and it's like, wow, and then within about a day you're like, uh-huh. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like when you um like when you apply for a job and you know you're like, oh, this is gonna be awesome and this is gonna be great. And something about me, something about it tells me that that job that I went for in the city could have been like this. Um can't say it because I don't know, but it just gave me that feeling. But um when you get it and you think everything's all great and then you slowly come in and you start peeling back layers and you're like, what the fuck has Mm. been going on? Like how the fuck have these been people, these people been surviving? Um, so I know that that's something that people are going through in my office right now as well. Um, but yeah. How about you? Oh, definitely. No, definitely. Right from the very start. I mean, like I say, people, when you go to an interview, it's not just you being interviewed. You're also assessing whether or not you want to work there. And so the person that's is going to try and sell the company in the best way possible. But, oh, my God. Yeah, definitely. I think in my most previous role, it was sold to me as this. And you'd have this opportunity and this opportunity. But actually, it was... And the way the kind of the company and the culture around the company was sold to me was very different 
Mm. then when I got there, because actually when I got there, there wasn't really much of a culture. There wasn't really much of kind of anything. And it was very, I mean, I don't mind being thrown in at the deep end at all. I pretty much every single job I've ever started, I always start just being thrown straight into the deep end. And I think it's a, personally, it's a really great way to learn. Yeah. That you spend kind of three weeks being like, but then you come out the other side yeah. of it and you're like, wait, I've actually taken so much out of this experience. But I feel like that's a very job. Sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes it's, yeah, it, it can just be what you know when people aren't ready and they yeah. haven't, don't actually have an onboarding plan for you. Yeah. And this is a really big thing. Even if it's the loosest plan ever, make some kind of onboarding plan for people yeah. because if you're just like flying by the seat of your pants it really really shows um for you know for newer businesses etc that's not always easy but just like have something Put have something, something rough scratched out because but I, yeah i do i do distinctly remember as well my first job the way it was sold to me was very different to yeah. when i started and you know the opportunities and i remember also once having a manager like kind of my manager's manager saying to me, oh, you know, he's like, I'll, you know, I'll let you know when you're ready to move on, blah, blah, you know, I'll tell you when it's, you know, because yeah. I see real potential in you, blah, blah, blah. And he basically used that as an excuse to pay me very little. Yeah, and which made I it, do. And made it seem like I couldn't come to him. Yeah. And he would lose respect for me if I asked for more money. Mm. And actually someone said that to me as well. Someone was like, you know, like you, you don't go to him from because he, he doesn't respect that. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck? If you, yes, if you're asking for a pay rise every second mm. day and you genuinely, and like you're asking for something very unrealistic and you know yeah. in yourself that you haven't done something to deserve yeah. it, quote unquote, it's, then yeah, fair. But if you've worked for six months really fucking hard yeah, and you've been, you know, anchoring a department at times, mm. you deserve to be earning more, more than literally just minimum wage. Yeah. It is hard <laughs> though for our generation because we are such an entitled generation that we're always like, we want more, we want more. Yeah. And I get it because the, like, the cost of living is going up. We're all just like trying to keep afloat. We're literally just like, Ugh. but I have seen it even like with the younger, like my age, slightly older, slightly younger at work. It's always like we want more. It's all about the money, mm. and it's just never actually about like what they're getting from it, which I think is a really good way. I know like you don't deserve to not be paid what you're worth, but it's also like a really good way of flipping your perspective if you are in that situation look at it as are you learning something are you developing as a person or are you progressing and if that is the case then I'm not saying settle but I'm saying go into your manager and have a discussion but make sure that you have clear understandings of where you need to be to reach that gap or like what you need to be doing so then they have no reason to not like put you for what you're worth oh completely completely agree and there are definitely times when you yes money is important because obviously mm. and not even just to buy yourself nice things but to buy yourself the basic things you know as I like you say as everything goes up but yeah actually in a job there is often so much more than money and if you yeah. are like you say learning and developing and progressing yeah that is that is a good thing and that has that has value just because yeah. it doesn't have monetary value necessarily doesn't mean it doesn't have value that will then mm. lead you 
potentially to, to greater monetary value further on down yeah. the line. And keep a list of it. Like if that's mm. the situation that you're in, start writing things down and taking notes. But I wanted to say the one biggest expectation versus reality that I've ever found with jobs is like when the they talk about like their drinking culture or whatever. And they're like, yeah, we have Friday drinks oh. and we catch up and we sometimes go out for dinner as a team. And then you get there and it's literally like Friday drinks we have sitting at our desk. Yeah. And they uh, we had a team lunch booked in the other day. This was the fucking funniest thing. We had a team lunch booked in. Yeah. And they were great. They bought us Subway and everything. Delivered everyone's Subway to their desk. And everyone just sat there and kept working and eating. And it was just like. That's not like, that's not. It blew my mind. It's not a culture thing. Cause yeah, I had the same. Yeah. They'd be like, yeah, Friday drinks. Like, yeah. You know, we'll sometimes knock off at like 2 PM and then play book. We literally just used to be like, does everyone want to go home early? Okay. Bye. Which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. But also. Yeah. Okay. Bye everyone. Like, and like you say, the Friday drinks, Friday drinks having a drink at your desk while still working is not Friday drinks. I know. It's just drinking your misery. It's just, it's literally just soaking. Can we discuss? (laughs) It's like, it's literally just, yeah. Just sitting at your desk being like, cool, we're all miserable. Cheers, everyone. Yeah. And casual Fridays when they're like, yeah, we've got a casual Fridays. Like my office, I learned yesterday we have a casual Friday policy, right? Like I wear jeans to work. I'm gonna say I feel like your office doesn't need to implement a casual Friday policy. I popped my head in there the other day. It's we're all just like chill. It's casual area day. Yeah, yeah. Um, Casual Friday day. That I remember when they when I came back from America, Mm. they'd gotten rid of casual Friday at the office. Oh really? Yeah, and it was a real fucking stupid move because having being able to be in clothes that you felt comfortable in yeah on a friday actually little things like that are really important it's yeah. a real like morale boost you don't have to necessarily think as hard i mean they weren't like super it wasn't like super dressy where i worked but it was you know it was dressy enough yeah um but yeah getting rid of casual friday was a really stupid movie. yeah mm. oh i maybe i'm gonna start wearing my leggings on a friday oh my god yes and that's what i would love implement yes actual ca- just start going yeah. in your pajamas why not i don't Hi, well everyone. no no actually <laughs> we've pajamas. had this discussion actual, not the naked pajamas <laughs> actual pajamas you i know no, you own them okay mm. do you think that these expectations specifically like in the workplace and these kind of things we've talked about do you think these expectations are always purposeful or do you think that other people like higher ups are also just getting caught up and run away with the ideas and kind of open their mouths and speak before they've even had the chance to think about what they're actually saying or do you think that they are purposely like ah if we say all of this it covers up a load of other stuff um do you think it's a mixture yeah i think it's not necessarily a conscious decision i don't think that but i think it is people everyone's just scrambling mm. like quite frankly i don't think i've ever seen an office space where people aren't scrambling yeah no neither <laughs> i think that's neither. just life <laughs> you, has anyone ever worked in a super organized office space yeah. that is like yep we do this 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 we have the process for this and that like i just keep losing feeling in my leg oh god okay that's all right i'm just stretching just, it out should we just um, top it off yeah please don't <laughs> um but no i do think i've never seen anywhere that's not scrambling like anywhere that's not super organized or sells something to you. I mean, like, 
even the thought of camp, like I probably oversell camp to people. I'm like, yeah, it's great. And then they get there and they're like, uh, is it? <laughs> but then afterwards they're like, yeah, it's great. Yeah. And that, you that's know? a real thing with a, like that experience is when you're in the moment, you're a bit like tired. Oh my God. I'm so tired. Yeah. I'm so air. But then when you come out of it, you're like, wow. That was so good. That was so good. And yeah. I learned so much about myself, about other people, about. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm now in that headspace where I just go and I'm like tired. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> anyway. Next. <laughs> um, okay. yeah. But yeah, I do think that there's like, I'm thinking of very specific examples in my head where I can see that it is coming from the top down as like real energetic and excited. And then the culture isn't following through middle management and it's not following through to the like the little minions on the ground. Um, yeah. And that's, I mean, I feel like that's just the reality. I think that's what we have to expect. Um, because, I mean, management are people too. They, yeah. get, they get caught up in things. They They're get, scrambling as much as you are. They <laughs> scramble. They get excited. They, they want things to change. But unfortunately, sometimes things mm. work against them. Yeah, that for sure. are out of their control. Yeah. Do you try to actively manage your expectations now? Like, are you more, when you, so say when you were 17 and you first entered the yeah. workplace, do you think you have a lot more of like a, when someone says something to you like, oh my God, it's going to be this and it's going to be amazing. Do you, and are you now like, okay, that's great. Yeah. But here's what I have learned about. Yeah. I, I don't get excited about anything. I'm like, I'll, I'm very much like one of those grumpy people that's like, I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> and I've seen, I said that the other day. I was like, yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. Like mm. it's one of those things. It's just like, there's so much talk, but I do try to think, I do try to be optimistic just because there's so many pessimists in my life <laughs> at work, in the house, sometimes Mr. Joe, no. He's actually not too bad, but sometimes he's like worst case scenario because he feels like he has to overcorrect me. Whereas I'm like, what's the best case scenario and how do we make that happen? He's like, okay, well, what's the worst case scenario and how do we survive? <laughs> it's like, we have the word, like most different ways of thinking. You'll do well in the apocalypse. In the, yes. <laughs> he'll, he'll be gone. He's not hanging around me. He'll be no. like, see ya. No, but like, goodbye, dead weight. <laughs> um but I do think like I try to I'm actively like I won't believe anything until I see it as I said but I do actively try to be a little bit optimistic like okay like this might happen what's the best case scenario for me if this does happen and how can I like manage myself to at least like persuade that or persuade that person's decision manipulation <laughs> not manipulation influential yeah um yeah I think that's a huge one for me actually I'm trying to think about influencing people along the way that's good mm. little nuggets <laughs> how about you uh yeah very much so I having been let down so many times yeah. similar to you I try to like and if it's a team thing and it's everyone's kind of getting a bit like ugh, I will try and be like wait guys but we can and be yeah. that try and bring a little bit of optimism yeah. into it um and then usually come home and complain to everybody else like, yeah. yeah um as everyone I live with will very much be able mm. to attest to um but it's Sorry, yeah tr- trying to 
Oh. <laughs> that was my knee. Continue. Um, yeah, try and manage it for myself a little bit more yeah. because I am kind of, it's like a little bit of a bullshit monitor. You know, when someone is telling you something and you've, if you've seen a bit of, say, for example, a company, yeah. you've seen a bit and you're like, I know realistically that this isn't probably going to work out mm. the way you're saying it's going to. That's fine. I'm yeah. just going to manage that within myself. Yeah. Because don't get too excited about it. You've seen previous, you've seen past experience. Yes, people can surprise you, of course, but mm. yeah. Yeah. like 85% of the time, they yeah. stick to their track record. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a good one, having a bullshit monitor. Um, is it super challenging? Have you found it really challenging to not feel really quite low when your expectations are not met, especially around bigger things? And how how do you manage those feelings? I mean, we've kind of just, we've kind of literally just spoken about it, to be fair. I get really verbally abusive to my, like outside of the, like <laughs> I come home and I'm like, Bleh! and then I let it all out. And then I come, I go back and I'm like, yep, it's all fine, but it's not fucking fine, Fred. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I'm not too, I'm not actually that mouthy at work. I'm pretty good. That's good. I think. That's good. This is when I go to the office. We're all terrified of Maddie. We hide under our desks when we see her coming. Uh, No, I'm just honest. I think I have to stay honest. Otherwise I get, I get angry because I'm like, but then I'm bottling things up. I don't know. It's one of those cycles. Um, yeah, it's a really difficult one because like you say, you don't want to be pessimistic about mm. it, but you have, you have to have a healthy outlet yeah. whether or not that is coming home and ranting. And you do, but I think the thing is you get to a point like you can obviously, you could, you could come home and rant to yeah. Joe and I endlessly about something, but I guess unless you say it, and I, I'm very much guilty of this, unless mm. you say it to the people at wherever it is, yeah, you're never, it, the change is likely never going to happen. And sometimes you yeah. just have to put your big girl pants on and yeah. and go and like say something and have a difficult conversation. And it helps you, it gives you that boost of confidence when, whether it goes well or like yeah. not so well, it does give you that boost of confidence afterwards. And yeah. you're like, yeah okay yeah for sure i can do this i can i know what to do next i can regulate my emotions around this it's fine but having that outlet is healthy and that's the whole point of having like loved ones around you is that you can come home and you can say all of these things to them and you can rant and vent and and then just walk like yeah yeah it doesn't matter people are yeah yeah um an interesting one that i just thought about was when i went to uni my yes. expectations of that. That's actually a question at the end. Stop <laughs> okay. my episode. No, I'm joking. No, absolutely talk about it. No, no, no. I will wait. No, I don't want you to wait now. I want you to talk about it. <laughs> well, I want to wait. <sighs> right, fine. What's next? No, okay, actually, no. Wait, That's no. the next question. <laughs> no, okay. So we, I am changing up the question slightly. Stop looking. These are my questions. I can't so, read anything. You need glasses. I don't need glasses. You need I, glasses. It's just my it's head. Me. It's not catching up with my... That. <laughs> okay. <laughs> with okay. my brain. No. So I'm going to change things up ever okay. so slightly. So she's changing. Talk. She's doing a mid-episode change. She's doing a mid-episode she's change. She's doing it. Like the live episode Google she, that oh, we did the other oh, day. Look. Okay. Uh, Command C. Command V. Command V. Okay, I have to have these things spaced out otherwise. Why do you have to have them in order? Because because 
I want to. All right. <laughs> anyway, slight mid-episode change. Okay, so uni feels like a big expectation versus reality situation. Obviously, do you people share that with you? But you obviously you actually went to uni for yes. a time twice. Twice. Talk to me about the expectations versus reality in that situation. Uh, the second time was the best, but the first time was also good. <laughs> End of episode. End of it. <laughs> no, the second, uh, the first time was hard because it was like, I my expectations were like New Zealand expectations mm-hmm. where, and even though that probably wouldn't have been a reality where you like go to uni and you are living by yourself and that's really cool and, and you go out party you have all your friends. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I went to uni and I got told no one would like me because I was white. <laughs> end of um and I just was like okay and I think I had one friend that was Brazilian yeah and she was like 32 or something when I was 18 17 wow so there was a big age gap and then there was this lovely Thai girl and then there was another girl who actually um she was Filipino and she was probably my closest friend there have you seen the recent cover um the cover of Vogue with the old Filipino lady yes she directed that shoot. Oh, what wow. was one of the people there, like helping produce and direct that oh shoot? Oh my god, that shoot is amazing. Yeah. <gasps> shit, that's yeah. so cool. I saw it. She put it up the other day. I was like, holy shit, I have seen this everywhere. It oh is incredible. God. That woman is 106 years old. Yeah, and she tattooed her as well. Wow. Mm. <gasps> so very cool. Anyway, that's derailed. Um, but she's very talented. Like, she mm. is insanely talented. And I actually saw her in the UK a few years ago, oh. which is like nice. We've just had this friendship that. If we were in the same country, we'd probably catch up, but but we didn't. We're not actively communicating. But every yeah. now and then, we're just like, "Hey, how are you going? What's going on?" Blah blah blah. Mm. So, I made one friend for life. Okay. Cool. <laughs> um, but otherwise, it was just shit. Like we had such a rigid the system that I was in was so rigid. Like you couldn't have more than two classes missed. You had to scan and face ID scan in every lecture. Yeah. Wow. And like lectures usually, I, th- I remember going, it wasn't like university here. Like it was like school that you started at nine and you finished at six and you had like four classes a day. Goodness me. That's very intense. I don't know. I know the university in the UK, you will sometimes for some courses have no more. You'll sometimes have like six hours of teaching time a week. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Same here. So it was different. It was like, but the degree that I was enrolled for, I could have gotten within two years. Like it was fast tracked because it was such a, there were four terms, two weeks off between each term, no long breaks. Like you would just go, go, go consistently. Mm. Could have paid off. I couldn't cope. I just was like, I'm enjoying this. This is shit. And that's a big, you know, we have spoken about this before, but that's a huge thing for you to do at 17 just moved to a new country. Yeah. Um, away from friends, away from away from everything that you had grown up and known. And then yeah. to be thrown into such an intense academic environment. Mm. Like yeah. that's so much. <laughs> it was it it was. And it was like I enjoyed what I learned and like I'm still I learned a lot of things there. Mm, I can't remember much. I had one lecturer who was really cool that I, he stands out to me. But otherwise I just I don't even know what I did half the time. <laughs> Honestly, couldn't tell you. 
Um, I went to my classes, but that was about it. And I was shattered. I was so exhausted. Yeah, I'm not surprised you were so exhausted. Nine yeah. to six every single day. Like that's well, it wasn't every single day. It was like three or four days. Of, like the roster changed. You had two classes for each a week, each topic a week. But it was pretty much full time. Like I think I got half days. That's still that's one day so off. much. Like that's so much. Yeah. When you think about on. comparatively to university here. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, no partying, no drinking. Oof. Everyone was studying. Wow. Your grades had to be a certain level. Like there was just a whole lot of things that I just didn't agree with. And wow. Yeah, that's really not like yeah. I can that would have been a huge that's really not the university experience. No, that you, no, different. That you had thought it was going to be. And also yeah. not the university experience that your friends were yeah, having. With, well, no, having. they were still in school. So this is while this is our second half of our last year of school so it's a tricky one because it's like did you finish high school I'm like no technically not but I did my time (laughs) I served my time I served my time I got through most of my last year it's not my fault (laughs) I went it's fine I'm a victim I can read and I can write it's fine um but the second time when I enrolled to study psychology which was start of last year was because I wanted to learn more about people and I was super interested in like attachment theories and things like that. And so I enrolled. The subjects themselves were super interesting. Mm. The problem I had was like you had to be online for lectures. So it was all remote, but they had to see that you're online. Yeah. And they had, they were just the most boring lectures in the world. Like the guy, I put one on in the car driving up to Hawke's Bay once and Joe was like, are you serious? And I was like, yes. And this guy was like, Obviously reading from a book and going, so, um, this is, um, it was just like painful. Like education has to be engaging. Yeah. And it makes the world of difference. It does. It It does. (laughs) One lecturer was really good. She had like these interactive slides, all the information in her like text, like, um, what's it called? Trends transcript that's where my brain's at transcript was down below like it was really easy to read and follow and understand there were visuals amazing but the problem I still had was it wasn't like your understanding I guess it was first year papers too so I was just being impatient because I was also working full-time had a life everything else and then doing this on top but I felt like I was being judged on my academic skills and not actually my understanding for the topic Mm. It was all about how I used words in essays and how I did certain, like, wrote my essays and if I could fit this many words in. I understand that that is a skill you need to be able to have. And for us as, like, marketing communications people, we need to be able to do that. But every single academic piece of writing I have read, I feel like, I don't understand because people are trying to put big words into it Mm. and they encourage you to use words that you actually aren't a hundred percent aware of like definition wise to make yourself sound smarter. But there's no one in the world that I know. I mean, there's one person that's like super brainy that I can think of that I went to high school with that I could communicate with like that. You and I would not have a conversation that was like, the Pythagoras theorem of blah, 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 blah. No, there's no way you and I are talking about Pythagoras theorem. No, no way. But you know what but I yes, mean? Like the, the over, 
like the it makes it very intimidating for people that intense academic speak and there's a real like you know with the like the lecturer who did like the fun slides and stuff there's a real kind of like oh no academia is very sacred and we have to keep it like this Mm. and it has to be kind of like those boring lectures and it's like actually excuse me enough now (laughs) um it has to be this like boring thing because that's how that's that's how you learn and it's like actually no it doesn't always have to be like that we don't yes learning like knowledge is important and it's great and you know there are times when those big words are necessary but Mm. there are times when there are just not and you don't have to overcomplicate things because you're going to lose people yeah it engagement is important and you can get people interested in subjects that you never thought they would be yeah if you just make it a bit doesn't have to be so Mm. intense all the time yeah and there's no I mean like I looked at I'm just interested in the topic so Mm. I looked at ways that I could study psychology without and communicate it in a way that was clear to understand because I feel that skill for me is more important than being able to write Mm. a technical essay if I need to write a technical essay in the future yeah but I can't see that actually happening but sure Mm. I will figure it out because that's the kind of person that I am and like I've written a couple before I'll get there chat Mm. GPT we'll get there like you know what I mean yeah whereas communicating with people I do it on a daily basis communicating through writing I do it on a daily basis Mm. and I find that even though we have amazing tools like chat GPT it's not the same like I've every single prompt I've tried, I can't spit one thing out that is human-like or that no. is the tone that I want. And maybe I need to keep trying, but actually I think I'm, we're losing the human element. So I'm trying to stick to it as much as I can. Yeah, that's the thing. I ChatGPT and type tools like it, I always think, are, like I was saying to you the other day, are a great starting point. Mm-hmm. You are struggling to know. Inspiration. Push the ball rolling and then you are the one that runs with it yeah because you can add you add your human tone into it but it's just like oh it's given me just that starting point yeah and then I can take it from there and you can tell like I think that's the thing is our executives are writing our updates you can with chat gpt and I'm reading it I'm like you did not put any input into this and I can see that and that's that is when you certain things yes absolutely use chat gpt for yeah certain things especially when you get to an executive level it's not appropriate don't use chat gpt it's not did i tell you that about the prenup yes you did (laughs) (laughs) i thought that was good that was so good anyway anyway is it time yes it's time okay Rosie's Culture Roundup. Are you going to choke? No. Okay, sweet. I'm going to live. Where's my water? I'm going to live quickly. Where's my water? Sorry, Rosie's Culture Roundup. Okay, my Culture Roundup. First piece of news. This is so weird, and I feel like came out so left field. Kylie Jenner mm. is apparently dating mm. Timothy Chalamet. I saw that. Does this mean he's going to be in the new series of The Kardashians? Oh, that would be cool. That would be so weird. I don't know who he is. Um, he's an actor. So he's in, um, he is in another live Google. 
Live Google. He's in June. I haven't actually seen June. Okay. Um, he's in... Oh, Tom. God. Well, he's in something. He's in one of those ones with Steve Carell. I'm pretty sure he's in... He was in Little Women. Uh, I know the I know the face. Yes. So you'll have seen him. Call he was in Call Me By Your Name. He's going to be that. the new Willy Wonka. No, me neither. Because after all those weird cannibalist things came out about Army Hammer, I felt really weird about watching it. Um, oh, don't look up. I feel like yep. I've seen that. Well, he was in the French Dispatch as well. He's just like, he was everybody's favorite. It's uh, Christmas with the Coopers is what he um, was thinking of. Um, I've never seen that. I've never even heard of that. It was fine. Like, it's just a, it was a fine film. Um, yeah, they're supposedly dating. Like, her car was seen going into his house. Very oh. weird. Feels like a very, like... The Kardashians seem to be... Being normal? I don't know. Like, it's just very... Like, Kim dating Pete Davidson. Like, Timothy Chalamet and Pete Davidson are kind of in that same category of, like, tall, skinny... Yeah. You find them good-looking, but you're not really sure why you do Mm. type thing. Like, I have quite a big crush on Timothy Chalamet. I don't even really know why. He's got very... um, Here's me being judgy. He's got a very, like pointy chin and then his head's like really round almost yeah, like he's a balloon got, he's got a very like and he's got quite like an he's got his an angular jawline. his jawline is very yeah. yeah like look at that yeah so yeah they're yeah. supposedly dating he used to go out with Lily Rose Depp uh, Johnny Depp and ah. Vanessa Paradis' daughter yeah there's a really awful awful this picture right here a video of them like kissing and it's just oh. yeah do people kiss like that apparently yes they do oh <laughs> And Joe, we got some learning. <laughs> oh no, not in the common areas. Not in the common areas. Uh, so yeah, that is happening. That's a, that feels very strange. I'm not really sure how that came about, but I'm looking forward to finding out more about it. Yes, that dress is absolutely yes. beautiful. I'm looking forward to finding more about that. This is kind of more one for me and the other fellow musical theatre fans. Oh. So they are making a movie out of the musical Wicked. And oh. they have released like they released two stills from it of like Glinda and Alphabet and Cynthia Revo and Ariana Grande are gonna play those roles. Huh. They're super dark. And I saw someone tweet be like, are they filming this inside a Hollister? <sighs> <laughs> and but then they released more pictures and there's a video of Ariana Grande singing as Glinda. Wow. It sounds freaking incredible. I'm very excited. And they announced last year that they're releasing it in two parts. Ah, so mm. a two-part movie. Yes, yeah, so it's going to be a two-part movie, which is very exciting. Cynthia Revo is a freaking phenomenal singer. Like, oh my God, she's amazing. So that's her? Yep. Yeah. So that's the Munchkin Village. Yeah, here I am live Googling again because I have no idea what Rosie's talking about. Um, That's why we have the Culture Roundup. Uh, So yeah, very excited for that. It comes out in December, no, November 2024. So we have a a time to wait, but very exciting. I'll educate myself in that time. Really looking forward to it. Okay, obviously last weekend, first weekend of Coachella. Yes. Mm. Yeah. I feel like it fell real flat. Like Yes, particularly the performance I'm about to speak about. Oh. So everyone was really pumped for Frank Ocean. I know. This makes me so sad. Everyone was super pumped for Frank Ocean. Frank Ocean, obviously, very like... Frank Ocean. Frank Ocean and kind of like almost like an enigma. Like he's very, you know, he doesn't take some... He has really long breaks between releasing music. Mm-hmm. He things... Everyone waits with bated breath, basically, to see what Frank is going to... 
um, is going to do. Yeah. And the performance flow. So it was meant to be live streamed. Yeah. An hour beforehand, the live stream was called off. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. So the whole, because the, you know how we spoke about a couple of weeks yeah. ago, how I said Coachella was the whole, so the whole thing, including Frank's performance was going to be live streamed. They canceled Frank's live stream. Interesting. Again, don't really know why. There was an 18 year old girl though that was in the crowd that live streamed it. And like some people have been like, <laughs> she was girl. amazing. Other people were like, um, no, this wasn't bad. You shouldn't have done this. Frank didn't want this. Whether or not that was Frank's decision or not. But this is a review um, from the performance. But overall, the energy was low. He and the band were obscured by a battery of people walking around in a circle on the stage and the pacing was bizarre. A seemingly random random DJ set was dropped into the middle, leading many fans to think his performance was over. It also started an hour late. Apparently there was supposed to be an ice rink in the middle of the thing and the people walking around him were originally meant to be ice skaters. Oh. But they there's differing rumours. So apparently one person, one thing has said Frank called it off an hour before. He decided yeah. he didn't want, and they'd approved this months in advance. They were going to take down the stage, build this ice rink. Like it was all going to be a huge yeah. thing. And then apparently an hour beforehand, he just said no. And then the other thing is, no, Frank's hurt his ankle, so he couldn't have that. It was all very weird. It was all very, like, some people are saying, oh, my God, no, they shouldn't have him for the second weekend. They yeah. should, you know, he if a female performer did this, they'd be completely slated. Like it all just feels, I mean, it feels very on brand for mm-hmm. Frank Ocean, to be honest with you, who I think is a very incredible talent, but yeah. a very like. I love him. Yeah, he's, yeah. He just makes me laugh though, that he's like, do you want to actually be a famous yeah. space fishing? Yeah. Or like, no. I don't think he does. I actually don't <laughs> think he does. I think he's just like, I like making music and. Um, so yeah, so there's a real shame that that kind of fell so flat. I don't really know what happened, whether or not, I mean, I'm sure it's not as simple as Frank decided he didn't want it because there's so many, like, there'd be so many insurance and yeah. all sorts of other things. He just wouldn't be able to be like, yeah, nah, I don't want it. Yeah. Yeah. Super weird. It must be something. It must be something. Finishing off with, lol, did you see that broken up for a good couple of years, I feel, Shawn Mendes and Camille Cabello having Aww. a good old time in the Coachella audience. Yeah, there were videos oh, of them. Let, like, me, let me Google this as live well. Google. This is the new feature, live Google. Sean. I love how he spells his name. It's like Sean, Sean the sheep. <laughs> Sean. Um, yeah, so, yeah, them fully kissing. Ah. I know. Interesting. Yeah, I feel like those two are just always going to be on and off. It's a bit yeah, of a Miley and she, Liam situation. It is a bit of a Miley and Liam situation, but she obviously wrote that song. <gasps> I can't remember what it's called, mm. but it has Ed Sheeran on it. That is very like, uh, me and Sean are done. I mean, just to be fair, Miley did that as well. There have been so many songs about mm. Liam that have yeah. been like, they're done, and then they're not, and they get married. Yeah, watch it again. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Ah, yeah, I think actually whenever someone asks me who my celebrity crush is, I never think of Sean, but it always is Sean. Like, it's always been Sean the right age. Since I first knew you, yeah. it's always been Sean Mendes. He's <laughs> the right age. He's actually younger than me, but that's okay. He's not too much younger. Wait, Sean Mendes is younger know. than you? I think he is, yeah. Sure? I'm pretty can sure. Look at this. Um, we're going to live Google and verify live that. Live Google this. <laughs> Birthday. Maybe he's not. Maybe I'm tripping. Happy birthday. Yeah, yeah, he than is. <gasps> what? I thought Sean Mendes. Oh, my God. I know. Sorry, I didn't really want to go cougaring it. Yeah, no fair. I mean, that um, that five-month age difference is is real intense. Yeah. Yeah, You big, it's big cougar energy. Yeah. 
I know, terrible. Also, yeah. just want to say that I could have had the opportunity to meet him, but my uncle said no. What? What? Yes. I'll tell you about this off air. Okay. But yes. Oh, robbed. We could have yeah. been going to the wedding of of he, Maddie and Sean Mendes. Yeah. He basically was like, stay away. I think he was supposed to be staying at his hotel and then he didn't end up staying at his hotel anyway. So it was all right. But I, he was still very much like not a fucking chance. I was like, what do you mean? You should have just <laughs> bowled him over and gone, hi, Sean. It's me. Hey, Sean. Honey. Hey, Sean. Um, hi. I don't know if you know this, but you are my celebrity crush. Yes. Um, I, don't, I don't know if you know, but we, we're engaged. We're engaged, actually. Right, Thank you so much, Sean. <laughs> That's what I've always said to Joe. He's like, for some reason, loves Sydney Sweeney. Now, yeah, he does love Sydney Sweeney. I I really noticed this when we watched. He loves her boobs, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry if you're listening, Julie. Um, But I think, like, I don't know what it is. He thinks I hate her because he loves her. I just think she looks like a little brat, personally, like her droopy yeah. eyes. Like, she's hot, yeah, but she's got real droopy eyes. Like, let's just look at this lady. Well, this has become a me. thing of this show, is that we just live Google everything. Yeah. Yes, okay, I, actually, she's really gorgeous in these photos. Yeah, I do. In the characters that she plays when she's got, when she's playing, she quite often plays a bratty teenager. Yeah. Like, so she was super bratty in The White Lotus. She mm. plays quite a bratty character in Euphoria. This face. Yes, like. I can get what you mean. It's very, no, I do know what you mean. Anyway, I don't think she's like the hottest girl I've ever seen. She's got a bloody good body. Um, but I don't think she's like the most ugly. Like, I think she's fine. But Joe, for some reason, loves her. He also loves Lily James, and I love Lily James, so no problems there. But yeah. he thinks I hate her because he loves he, her. He loves her, yeah. Long story. Anyway, what I was getting to with this is I've always said to him, I'm like, if you can get with Sydney Sweeney, you go for it, buddy. Like you yeah. go till your heart's content. Cause I don't care. I don't mind. Like if you can get that far in life and like achieve that, yeah, I'll be cheering you on. I'll be like, go Joe. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. So I don't have a problem with him like crushing on her. Whereas if he he was crushing on the girl down the road that, like... That is actually realistically he could go and talk. I'd be like, no. (laughs) No, I'm going to go kill her with my car. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So this is me with Sean Mendes. So, Joe, my point from that very long story is you should support my love for Sean. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Update next week on the wedding update. Uh, It's going to be fun. Yeah, wedding update. Wedding update. Anything to to go? What's happening? Do we have crickets? Um... (laughs) Um, okay. we've had a few more RSVPs and you know what I'm going to put this out into the ethos I am um, we we set the wrong RSVP date so if you're listening and I've invited you to the wedding can you just try an RSVP by the end of next month because wait what did you I didn't know this what did you set the RSVP date October, to October but I need to plan everything before the end of next month because I'm going away in ju- ah, June ah yes and then Joe's going to be away so we're both away for the rest of the year so if you could just let Give us fucking know RSVPs in everybody that would be really handy so we can make sure we've got numbers for catering and stuff which is getting more and more expensive by the day because we still have not booked it i think we should just all go mackies joe wants to cook there is no mackies that's the problem (sighs) if there was mackies i'd be like yeah sure let's let's get mass takeaways but yeah anyway so that's my wedding update um no sydney sweeney or sean mendes at the wedding okay 
I want to end it on a final question. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> I got chat GPT to write this question yes. about the expectations versus um, reality episode that we've obviously just done. Yeah. I was like, can you write me a funny question? <laughs> if we expect a podcast to make us rich and famous, but the reality is that we're just talking to ourselves in a closet, does that mean we need to adjust our expectations or invest in better soundproofing? <laughs> Okay, so I believe that we are investing in better soundproofing thing. I don't know why. Thank you, Joseph. Thank you, Joe. Um, Yeah, that's okay. Because you know what? As long as you and I listen to this every week, we got this. We've still got views. Exactly. Listens, and that's all that matters. Exactly. And on that note, goodbye. Bye.